0: Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So
1: and all and all was
2: and was
0: Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5.
2: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, 7 08 on your Saturday morning, Saturday, September 24th. Thanks for joining us here on this edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. I am, of course, Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law on Saturday mornings. I'm your host for. Saturday Morning Coffee, welcome to the show here at Saturday Morning Coffee. As you guys know, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events, all the things happening in this very crazy and broken world that we live in. Folks, here at Saturday Morning Coffee, we're all about just a few things. Lower taxes, limited government, all the things that mean more freedom. Freedom, folks, what a concept. More freedom for you, more freedom for me, more freedom for all of us who are we, are the people government exists for we the people folks by our consent with the consent of the governed and uh, one wonders how much of this government that we would actually consent to if we knew the full story and knew everything that is going on but that's what we're here to talk about We've got a country to save, folks. It starts right here in this studio, right there, wherever you are listening to the sound of my voice. I invite you to sit down with your favorite coffee, and let's help uh, each other get our Saturday mornings going. Joined in the studio, as always, this morning by producer extraordinaire Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how you doing this morning?
1: I'm doing great, Reese. How are you? I'm doing well. That's
2: um, the smooth, mellifluous voice of yes, Glenn Dye. How's, how's uh, the uh, coffee this morning? what are we drinking uh,
1: you know i'm back to the columbian from costco i gotta
2: get you some more one nation
1: yes, coffee one nation great coffee
2: mother of all blends
1: great bl- uh, we'll be we'll be giving a- away some more one nation coffee
2: this morning and Go you ahead. have
1: a promo code nobody else at the radio station has a promo we've code. got a promo code folks Yes, you do as
2: y'all know we've been uh enjoying fine one nation coffee here on the program lately and the great thing about One Nation Coffee, not only is it some of the best coffee you'll find anywhere, but it's uh, roasted right here in South Carolina, sourced worldwide, but roasted right here in South Carolina, down in Somerville. Great folks there. We want to get them on the program. We haven't. I need to uh, give them a call and try to schedule a time when they're going to be in the area. But you order One Nation Coffee through their website, onenationcoffee.com. And the great thing, folks, is every time you order one, one Nation Coffee, Year. also a portion of that sale goes to benefit the One Nation Foundation. Uh, One Nation Foundation proudly supports veterans, active duty military, and first responders suffering from uh, hardship, financial crisis, and other needs. It's a 501c3 nonprofit fostering relationships with multiple uh, partner nonprofits that serve the veteran and first responder communities. And uh, it's a great cause, and they do great work. And not only that, but you can get some great coffee. Plus, as Glenn noted, call One Nation or uh, sign on to uh, OneNationCoffee.com. Use the promo code Saturday Morning Coffee, and you're going to a- 10% discount on your order. So how great is that? So we invite you guys to check out One Nation Coffee. We'll also be giving away some of that fine coffee a little bit later in the program. Also invite you to join the discussion by calling, texting, tweeting, emailing us your comments. The call in line here at Saturday Morning Coffee, 843-903-2945. You can also text your comments to us on the PCRX Mobile Outfitters text line. That number is 843-798-TALK. That's seven nine eight eight two five five you can tweet your comments to me the twitter handle for the show is at reese boyd and you can also email your comments Reese Boyd smc at gmail.com is the email address for the show that's the mailbag got a few things in the mailbag maybe try to get to one or two items today maybe also many of you love to call the office not everybody is up for uh chatting on this at this hour on saturday mornings love to hear from you guys during the week during the day job the day job of course is davis and boyd attorneys at law where i am practicing with my partner and the other attorneys there uh call me there anytime if we can help you if you just want to chat uh give me some topic ideas for the show whatever's on your mind the number at davis and boyd attorneys at law is of course 843-839-9800 always love to hear from you guys about uh What's going on with you and what you like about the show, Topic suggestions, etc. I want to remind you guys that Saturday Morning Coffee is available as a podcast. You can find us anytime through your Apple Podcast app, your Google Podcast app, or Spotify. Just about anywhere you can find a podcast, you can find Saturday Morning Coffee. Just search for Saturday Morning Coffee. Look for the familiar red and blue coffee cup logo and uh you can download the episodes or even better yet subscribe listen at your leisure i love uh have you tried podcasting in the car you listen to ever listen to podcast in the car
1: i actually have through my phone yeah
2: it is really awesome because it just it, it picks up wherever you leave off so right. you punch in CarPlay or whatever the google uh auto play whatever the google auto is mm-hmm. and uh, or the android AutoPlay. And you listen to it in the car just like i mean just like radio or anything else but it when you're back in the car it just picks right up wherever you left off yeah really... remember
1: the back in the day the uh, books on tape oh yeah you, yeah you'd yeah. get like back four, in the day four or five tapes you know and that would be your book and you same deal you know but you there was tape involved hey uh just a reminder yeah. um before we get too far and deep into the weeds here uh the north myrtle beach is having their 17th annual. Irish-Italian, I believe it's International Festival, and uh, Art Ruffalicious will be out there with his guys. Um, There's going to be bands, children activities, lots of food, of course, local restaurants and spaghetti eating contest. I don't believe you can use your hands for that. Mm. Um, And uh, everybody stop by and see Art Ruffalicious.
2: Spaghetti eating contest.
1: Yes, and you can't... The pictures I saw, you did not use your hand. Yeah. 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 That
2: would not be pleasant. (laughs) That would not be pleasant.
1: (laughs) I've never had them with spaghetti sauce on my face. Yeah
2: uh speaking of events glenn want to remind everybody as well that's great uh thanks art for sharing that information it's going to be a beautiful day today yeah our sister station
1: uh wezv uh easy 105.9 and easy 100.7 will be down there as well yeah scott richards will be uh in the area
2: and lots of good stuff to do and and great college football this weekend good stuff um and uh, man coastal carolina looking good Yeah. yeah You check them out this week. It's four and zero. Oh yeah, right? man, very impressive. So, hats yeah. off to the uh, Chanticleers. Great job, guys. Keep up the great work. Uh, it's a it's great, uh, great time of year. Great time to have a little college football. Nice break. And it's starting to feel a little nip in the air last couple of days. Finally starting to feel like fall.
1: Enjoy it today because we'll be getting back into the heat later. Back into the heat. Wait, in the mid-80s.
2: Another event wanted to share with you guys. O'Ree County Conservatives uh, Alliance has a Rally for Veterans 2022 coming up on Saturday, October 22nd. Uh, That will be taking place at the Conference Center at Barefoot Landing. That's uh, 2250 Perimeter Resort Boulevard, North Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, 29582. If you want more information uh, on that, you can uh, email info at hccasc.org. That's going to be a a great event, 3 to 6 p.m. main event in the ballroom. It's uh, Actually, that's the main event. The uh, pre-event is 1 to 3 and it's going to be live music, uh, guest speakers, uh, lots of food. I think uh, Lieutenant Governor Pamela Evitt is going to be there. I think Ellen Weaver is going to be there. Um, I think Josh Kimbrell, senator uh, Senator from the uh, upstate, state senator from the upstate, going to be there. So quite a few folks going to be there. Again, that's coming up on Saturday, October the 22nd. And you can, again, uh, get more information on that by checking out hccasc.org for uh, tickets and additional details that's Orie County Conservatives Rally for Veterans 2022 yeah. I think Scott DuLabon all the uh, the proceeds the uh, all the uh, profits from this event go to benefit the Veterans Welcome Home Resource Center I think they're going to have a tiny home out there mm-hmm. so look forward uh, to that so lots going on.
1: Happy birthday, David! That is Pamela Ebbett's. Uh, oh, that's right! Uh, I wished him a happy birthday on
2: yep. Facebook. Yep. very cool. They're they were great picture of them as well. Yeah, they they look uh, very content, very happy mm-hmm. together. Yes. So, uh, happy birthday, David! We don't. I would sing, but you wouldn't nah, like the result. We'll nah, pass on singing, but nice. we wish you a very uh, happy birthday. <laughs> Uh, folks, a lot to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee this week. invite you to stick around and join us. We've got some conver- great conversation coming up. We're going to be joined by Dave Wilson with uh, Palmetto Family Council. going to be giving us an update on the special session uh, at uh, the General Assembly to deal with the Dobbs decision and the fallout from all of the uh, overturning of Roe v. Wade. We're also going to be talking a little bit later this hour for uh, just, uh, just a few minutes, actually, we're going to be talking with Ed Lehman Esquire. Ed is a lawyer in China. He's a fan of the show. He's a friend. And he's going to be talking to us about uh, Chinese-American relations, current events, all the things happening on that side of the globe. And it literally is the other side of the globe. So Is,
1: is he in China? He is in China. Oh man, that guy's so, going out on a limb. Fingers crossed.
2: <laughs> if the technology works, we'll be talking to Ed a little bit later this hour. A lot more to come here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Die. Don't leave town.
0: Saturday Morning Coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5.
3: Liz Cowley here for Conway Ford, your hometown dealership. Whether you're buying a vehicle, getting one serviced, or just shopping around, you'll always find friendly faces, excellent customer service, and the best buying experience in the area. Over 100 pre-owned vehicles in stock and new inventory arriving daily. And ordering is now available on most 2023 models. Remember, our buying experience is better than our competitors, and we guarantee it. For the best buying experience, take the short drive to Conway Ford and let us exceed your expectations we
0: to Christopher Ray, you are a disgrace, an embarrassment to law enforcement everywhere. What you've done to the agency puts you up there with Jim Comey as one of the most embarrassing, corrupt law enforcement figures in the history of the United States. The serving of subpoenas and raids and the taking of people's phones because of purely political disagreements is a disgrace. Dan Bongino, weekdays at noon on Talk 94.5. The Dan Bongino Show. You're listening to the reese boyd radio hour saturday morning coffee on talk 94.5
2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. 722 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on this edition of Saturday Morning Coffee. So, Glenn, I've been thinking about you this week as we uh, get ready for the potential loss, uh, strike that, launch, potential launch of the Artemis rocket, Oh, yeah. Well, that was a nasty slip. <laughs> Good gravy. Want to, wait, let's start this segment over, folks. We're getting ready for the potential launch. I seem to be having a little bit of a challenge getting it off the ground. The last I heard, uh, this is from the NASA website, Glenn. I always think of you because you're the only friend that I have that's named after astronauts. Right, right. So whenever I <laughs> uh, see an item come across my desk on uh, NASA or the moonshot or anything space-related, I always think, I wonder what Glenn thinks what, about what, yeah what would
1: glenn do what would glenn uh, what would and, glenn die say about I, you this? know what now that you mention it i think i'm the only person that knows i'm the only person i know that is named after two <laughs> astronauts I, I never i never really thought about it before
2: i i have i can honestly say you're the only person i've ever met yeah. named after a, but you know hey it goes to show you i think it's really kind of a a, a neat little testimony to mm-hmm. how uh excited the country was oh yeah back at that time when you were born and i mean people were and it's really fascinating if you if you think about it um you know people were that that excited about going to the moon and it's really cool to think that we'd be going back and i didn't realize this artemis is i think the sister of apollo OK. in, in uh, is it Greek mythology? But uh, I got this off the NASA website. NASA monitoring a forecast associated with the formation of a tropical depression while in parallel at the same time continuing to prepare for a potential launch opportunity on Tuesday, September 27, during a 70 minute launch window that opens at 1137 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. So you may know you may know this. If they have a daylight launch from Cape Canaveral, w- would we be able to see it? here? It's
1: really tough. No, it's tough. It's really tough. Yeah to, yeah. to see. That's what I thought. Yeah, you might see the the fireball of the boosters landing on the barge. Yeah, uh, you can see that from Myrtle Beach. I've seen it. Uh, from plantation lakes mm-hmm. i actually looked up one day and said what the heck is that and it was the launch of a spacex rocket that, oh yeah and it was at sunset so that's when you really get your best, best view f- because it's kind of dark on 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 the earth but up higher uh it, the sun is still shining on it so you get those nice looking calm trails and things like that but the big orange fireball uh that lands on the barge in out in the atlantic uh, it's easily seen from myrtle beach
2: yeah, it's. Uh, I was hoping for an early morning uh, or a late right. afternoon evening launch, so that we could all head out for the beach and watch yeah. it. That's pretty cool when the visibility is good mm-hmm. and you can see it. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, really and, cool.
1: and this is uh, this Artemis rocket is actually going to uh, go to the moon and and go around the. Oh moon. yeah, it's going to be the moon, and this is this is this the is pre-empt. a test run. This is the preempt to getting us back on the moon.
2: But they seem to be having. I'd much rather them launch it only when they're confident that everything is good, but they seem to be having a little bit of a challenge working out their wrinkles. Fuel line. You know, uh, you would would think that at some point going to the moon, I mean, think about this. We went to the moon in the 1960s using completely analog technology for the most part. I think the entire rocket had less computing power than a single cell phone. Right today by far right. way way less than a single cell phone and yet today with all the technology that we have going to the moon is still not an easy thing to do mm-hmm. it's not uh, it's not a cakewalk as they say a lot of uh, a lot of planning a lot of engineering a lot of smarts goes into getting a rocket yeah. safely to the moon yeah, and, and getting you, it back
1: if you've ever been to the uh, Smithsonian Air and Space Museum and yep. looked at what they, what they came back in, you know, and the technology that was involved in that. It's nothing like we have today. I oh, mean, yeah. Our, yeah real, we, our real strides in technology um, really came uh, electronically in the past 20 years, yep. you know, exponentially. Um, but you know that Kamala was uh, uh, our vice president was talking about that you can see the craters on the moon.
2: With your naked eye.
1: Can you believe it? (laughs) She was like letting us all know, like we're kindergartners that have never looked at the moon, that you can see the craters.
2: You know, one of the things that Tucker did this week, Glenn, that's a good segue into uh, something that we were going to talk about this on the show anyway, but Tucker did a segment this week talking about our president, and his absolute inability to construct a rational, mm-hmm. thoughtful sentence mm-hmm. and the, the interview on 60 Minutes. You know, one of the things we'll be talking about with Ed Lehman, you know, when Joe Biden speaks to the press, it, it's sort of a national security incident because you just never know exactly what he's going to say. And, and some of those interview questions were just complete snowflake uh, softball questions. Hey. And he, nonetheless, he almost, you know, winds up starting World War III in the middle of a 60 Minutes interview. Yeah, and,
1: we're going to we're going to defend yeah. Taiwan. Uh,
2: and and so you really have to wonder. I, I just you wonder who's running the country, frankly. And but Tucker had a great segment on all the things. And honestly, you almost get tired of listening to the uh, did you see the video clip where he's kind of shuffling off the stage mm-hmm. at the World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. and somebody added the sort of the robot yes sound effect. The
1: way that his hands are, yeah.
2: It was really bizarre, yeah. and you have to wonder, you know, what do the what do the world leaders think of the United States of America when they see our president behave in that manner on the world stage, and nobody seems to acknowledge it, you know?
1: And in uh, on that sixty Minutes interview. He said that his, he was asked directly, how's your cognitive state? You know, do you, he said he's as sharp as GD. sharp as a tack. Yeah, yeah. boy. How's your focus? Yeah.
2: It's focused.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, he laughed. He, he did yeah. a Kamala laugh. He was like, uh, I am so focused. But, yeah. you know, the good
2: news about that interview, uh, the good news about that interview is uh, that uh, the president said that COVID-19 is over. Glenn. Mm-hmm. So he's finally acknowledging yeah. what we all knew.
1: But the White House backed that up. And then didn't we have three thousand, about three thousand deaths a a week or something still?
2: Yeah. Well, I think it's a step in the right direction because uh, one of the things that was uh, uh, being, you know, uh, noted in some of the uh, journals this week is that the president himself acknowledging the fact that the covid pandemic is over Mm -hmm. is is going to. Uh, actually, help in some of these cases where they are litigating uh, mask uh, and, and vaccine mandates. People are challenging those on various grounds. Those cases still working their way through the court. Actually, we've had some success uh, lately, last couple of weeks. We've had some success in some of those cases. But the fact that the president is now saying, hey, the COVID mandate uh, or the COVID uh, pandemic is over actually helps our. You know, helps the cause of all of us who are ready to uh, sort of end all these COVID restrictions, policies, et cetera. So
1: he's laser focused. Uh, Andy Thompson chimed in on the PCRX computers, mobile outfitters text line. Laser focused, laser focused. Other
2: other big news this week, folks. And we've got a lot to uh, get to other big news this week. We talked about uh, the number of illegal immigrants crossing into the country crossed the two million mark just during this fiscal year, mm-hmm. uh, Glenn. So that is categorically insane, folks. It is categorically insane. It is an, an inconceivably large number. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the show, a little bit more in the show. But it is, in in fact, uh, Glenn. I think what we have with this current border situation is is literally. Uh, an existential threat uh, to the country going forward. If we don't get our hands around this and get it handled and, and get it resolved, uh, we've got a real problem uh, on our hands, and it is not uh, going to be pretty if we don't get it fixed.
1: It, the murder rate in this country, the crime, uh, the fact that Portland, Oregon, they, see, they found one million fentanyl pills. Yeah. One million in Portland, Oregon. Tell me that... They're not trying to kill the United States. There's going to be a a major problem for the United States connected to fentanyl, in my opinion. And they're already, what 300 a day? That's like a plane crash every day, or dying uh, from fentanyl overdoses. They,
2: they made they made the. Um, of course, we had the big stink. We talked about a little bit about it last week, where uh, Governor DeSantis flew 50 immigrants to Martha's Vineyard, and I say ballyhoo, mm-hmm. good for him. Mm-hmm. You know, that number is about 5% of the illegal crossings that happen on any given day in any of the border towns along the uh, Texas-Mexico border. Mm -hmm. So, yet you send 50 illegal immigrants to Martha's Vineyard, and literally it is an existential crisis for Martha's Vineyard. Mm -hmm. Within less than 48 hours, they had them off the island. They had them... Shipped to some of the location Because they couldn't deal with it But these are the same people who said Diversity is our strength Equity is our, is our a priority uh, Inclusiveness is our goal And all are welcome here I mean, they literally That's what the yeah. mayor of New York has said That's what the mayor of Mayor Bowser in, in Washington, D.C. has said that That's what the signs in Martha's Vineyard say So, you know, they have said these things And the only thing that people are doing now and Governor DeSantis, good for him. Call them on it. Make them live out these noble policies that they've enacted.
1: Well, I don't think we've sent enough to D.C., New York, Martha's Vineyard. I really think that they should just start sending every single one of them until they take a, take control of the border and close our border. We are losing our young people at a, a huge rate because of the fentanyl coming across the border that seems to have no bearing on the Democratic Party. They don't care. They don't care. Uh Houston crime stoppers ended their annual reading of murder victims names. Guess what? We can't do it anymore because it would take hours. Takes too long. There's too too many people being killed in Houston.
2: Yeah, we were uh, we were talking about that. There're a couple of things. All of this is interconnected. You know, we have yeah. we, we li- we're living in a crime wave. Yeah. And Liz And Nick, on their show this week, we're talking about the fact that there's reports that have been received here at this station that there are flights coming into Myrtle Beach with these, uh, these immigrant relocation flights, illegal immigrant relocation flights. And, you know, she was talking about some, uh, Weird event that happened in her neighborhood. Liz was talking about, you know, some criminal activity mm-hmm. apparently happening in her neighborhood. The yeah. police coming out in the middle of the night, run, people running down the streets. And, you know, and, and all this stuff is interconnected. You can't just fly a a a, a plane load of illegal immigrants into a community and, and just release them,
1: Glenn, and there not be consequences. Well, you, you, you know, can't – you can do it if you're a Democrat, but if you're Republican, you can't do it. That's what I'm seeing. I mean, it's <laughs> – what's good for the goose is not good for the gander in this no
2: of course and that's the only thing and a few people said look what the one thing that i wish desantis would have done is call them and say hey you guys have this sanctuary policy call the mayor of new york call the mayor of washington say hey you guys have this sanctuary policy we'd like to send you some Mm -hmm. some immigrants is that okay but of course they would have said no
1: no and then they would have stopped them from being able to land there yeah yeah so yeah. it's got to be the element of surprise. The, uh, Load them up,
2: but the hypocrisy is paramount. Yeah. It is unbelievable. So, folks, a lot to, a uh, lot to get to today here on the program. Much more to come. We'll be talking to Ed Lehman after a short commercial break. I believe that's Mr. That's him on the phone. That's that's on the phone. So we're uh, going to be talking to Ed Lehman at right after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Die. Don't leave town.
0: Eight. 8- Four three seven nine eight talk Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.
2: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis & Boyd Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday Morning Coffee, but for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis & Boyd to discuss how we can assist you from business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be. Give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis & Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand.
0: Thanks for waking up with Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.
2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. It is 740 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on the show. Well, Glenn, we're about to make Saturday Morning Coffee history this morning. I think we have our first international guest joining us this morning. We're pleased to be joined here on the program by Ed Lehman. Edward Lehman serves as chairman of Lehman Bush, a private equity strategic advisory firm co-founded in China. With the son of former u.s president george hw bush that's bush 41 and younger brother of former u.s president george w bush bush 43 he is a foreign legal counsel and co-founder of lehman lee and Zo, a china-based commercial law firm he's also a mongolian lawyer managing director of lehman law in the republic of mongolia He has decades of finance, mining, intellectual property, regulatory, investment banking, corporate M&A advisory experience. And he is a 20 plus year commentator to China state media. Previously elected to the Board of Governors to the American Chambers of Commerce in Beijing and Shanghai. He's a former senior fellow at the Chinese Academy of Social Sciences and an appointed legal expert to the China State Administration of Foreign Export Affairs. He's also a senior research Fellow at the M Cham Princeton Foundation. What a what a rap sheet, Glenn. What a, what credentials. Uh Ed, congratulations on being the first international <laughs> guest of Saturday morning Golly, coffee. Me. Welcome to the show. Thanks
4: a lot, guys. No, great, great to be here, Reese. Great to be here, Glenn. It's uh and hello Myrtle Beach coming in to you from China. Yes. Uh I guess you guys were talking about illegal immigration and I'm the one guy went in the other direction i've been uh, here in china since uh, the reagan administration yes so uh, you have all your uh, what is it two million you were you were just talking about you and glenn two uh, million uh, two
2: million just in this fiscal year which is not over ed it's yeah. ongoing the numbers continue to click up and my comment we didn't even get a chance to get to this glenn in the prior segment was i questioned the methodology there that's quite frankly that's a statistical sample that's not a literal head count of 2 million. And I question, frankly, given the current makeup of the administration and, and the folks who are running the numbers, if we're even getting an accurate count, honestly. So,
4: yeah, yeah. you need the facial recognition, uh, Glenn and Reese, of, uh, that the Chinese have. Because, I mean, uh, conversely, I mean, if you take a look at the nation of China, uh, the majority is are, are are Han people so that, you know, there's 54 other minority peoples, but, uh, the, but 90 some odd percent, uh, 95 plus are, are Han people. So it's a civilization based society. I mean, the United States is obviously a, uh, you know, has been historically an immigration nation, but, you know, has done it through its laws, policies, and regulations. And, and, you know, Obviously, the, the, the gloves are off with that right, right now I, and, and for the whole world to see. But, I mean, when you look at facial recognition here, when you look at, uh, you know, people cannot overstay their visas. If you overstay, then you spend a couple of weeks in, in jail and then you're, you're deported. Um, and there's really no nonsense. And although there are 1.4 billion people inside China, they really do a great job of managing through, all sorts of technology and software and AI uh, to be able to monitor what the heck's going on over here, um, you know, among and, and with the people. So it's a it's kind of a different it's a different, you know, kettle of fish, certainly in China than it is in, in the United States. So, yeah. I mean, you know, cherish your freedoms for sure.
2: Well, and, and we do. That's the hallmark of this show is to remind people that freedom is not free. And that our liberty is precious, and that they are God-given rights. As uh, you and I have had this discussion before, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We believe that every human being created equal in the sight in the sight and eyes of God, and that we're all entitled to uh, to be able to exercise that personal uh, freedom that God has given us, and that, that government ought not in, interfere with that. And uh, but but nonetheless, uh, not everybody yeah. sees the world that way. That's why we're here.
4: Yeah. And, and I just for the folks in Myrtle Beach, I mean, just so you know, I mean, people like myself who are foreign nationals who live in China, I mean, we're not allowed to worship, uh, you know, with, with and among ourselves and any any group that's over 30 without it being registered with the local police. And so we as foreigners have to be able to show our, our uh, identification papers to, to be able to worship uh, the way we want to worship among ourselves. Uh, and Chinese and, and foreign people can't worship together. Um, it, it has to be foreigners or Chinese, um, you know, that, that are doing it. Uh, Chi- uh, foreigners can go into a Chinese-sanctioned church, which is, you know, run and appointed by the party. So they have the Three Churches Movement, and uh, they're they're actually uh, appointed by party members to be in that church. In so the church, it's a different different situation. You know, yes. Just so folks know, as they're waking up this morning in, in Myrtle Beach, that it's a it's a different situation a little more you know you take for granted sometimes the ability that you guys have to go and, and worship and not have to show identification papers and 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 uh you know we don't have that here i think
2: if we could if we could organize a program ed where our citizens could spend a month in in various other countries around the world and be exposed yeah. to the way other people do, i think we'd have a lot more voter participation a lot more in a lot more civic involvement a lot more patriotic uh, thought and, and a lot more concern in this country than we have at times so
4: you know no, no question about that I think what we have in America and I mean I've been uh, outside of America longer and I, I vote in every election and I, I try to follow it as much as I can but you know we have in America I think something like cognitive dissonance we believe that because we're sort of an immigration nation and there are foreigners that are have come here and we know someone from this very this kind of this country or whatever a different country that uh, that we understand uh, what foreigners are thinking and what the process is all about but it's it's really so we have that cognitive distance oh yeah we know foreigners and they're around us and among us and everything else but uh, truth be told I mean the, the way that these are the societies are organized are completely different and uh, and, it, and it's a big challenge and you're right I mean we it, it's it's a shame because I I don't know what it was there's probably like 20 or 25 or 30 percent or less, maybe, of folks who actually have passports and have traveled abroad. I mean, we have a great nation. The United States is a beautiful nation. In Chinese, it's called Beautiful Nation, Mei Guo. And, uh, um, you know, I, so I understand why people want to stay in our country and, and do holidays and vacations and do whatever. There's so much to see and do. But at the same time, you're right. I mean, if, if they could get out and about, see what there is out there, and, and you know, there's a reason why people are coming to our shores. Um, and, and when you think about it, uh, you know, the, the difference between, you know, our, our country and the countries that surround us our uh, Mexico and Canada, you know, is the way that we run the country and the Constitution and uh, our laws and regulations, at least how they used to be in, in the Constitution. And so, um, you know, there, that's what's real different about our place. And, And, you know, I'm reminded of it constantly here as a super minority. I mean, I don't consider myself as a victim, but I mean, there's probably not, you know, I don't know, a few thousand Americans in in the city of Beijing of, of 26 million people um you know yeah, so is. it's it's a, it's a different thing
2: yeah and by, by the way you sound like you are next door but i, I, I just want to remind our <laughs> listeners that you are you are you are dialing it in from beijing in the people's republic of china so it's not saturday morning coffee for you it is saturday evening coffee because it's actually 7 48 p.m where you are
4: that is correct yeah i just I've finished up dinner and uh and now just ready to talk and and like I said, I, I try to uh, listen into your program, uh, uh, Reese and Glenn, every week as best I can. I know you were, you were out for a little bit of time there, but uh, but you know I'm enjoying it. And what I like so much about your program and to the to the folks that are listening in at Myrtle Beach is again, it reminds me of my childhood when I was growing up, and uh, we would go to vacation and not not in Myrtle mm-hmm. Beach, but in the Upper Peninsula, of Michigan. And you know, it's, it's more. Connectivity with people, and and uh, you know, it's uh, you guys have great nature there and great great folks, and, and it's it's nice to be able to listen to a little bit, a little slice of America, a little slice of, a of Americana. Well, yeah, it, there you go.
2: It is a question that is on my mind because it is in the evening there, but is coffee a? Uh, I I don't think coffee is a real <laughs> item in China, is it?
4: You know, it's it's fascinating because when I first got here. And that would have been, like I said, in the '80s. Um, the only kind of coffee you would get would be a Nescafe, and it would be uh, bolted yeah. together with uh, <clears throat> dried uh, milk and uh, yeah. sugar, you know, powdered milk and sugar. And uh, but and then Starbucks came in, um, and I, you know, I thought th- there's a saying by somebody, a writer called Lu Shun, and he said coffee and tea can exist side by side. But I never reckoned that Chinese ever liked the taste of coffee, and that was how it was in the first. They, they probably didn't come in until the middle. Or late 90s, and it's taken on like a house on fire. I mean, so they're paying, which is ironic, they're paying actually probably a dollar more a cup wow. for a cup of coffee at Starbucks, if you can imagine. Uh, and remember, you know, China is 1.4 billion people, but it's, you know, a 200 million person sort of upper and middle class dragging the other, you know, 1.2 billion people around, um, you know, so you've got this disconnected society, but I mean, that's quite a big group. And, yes, yeah, it's a dollar more uh, for a cup of Starbucks coffee, essentially, here in in uh, in China than it is back in the United States. And you do have folks that are drinking it, young people are drinking it. When I first got here, like I said, I mean, uh, over their dead body would they be drinking that, you know, coffee stuff. So it yeah. was, it's, it's completely changed. And, yeah, Starbucks is here, and, and uh, Pacific Coffee, and um, a, n- a number of other branches are, are doing, you know, extremely well that's a so.
2: that's a whole nother discussion i love to travel ed, and one of the things i've noticed as i've gotten older travel seems to mean less and less because you know you're walking down the street in some uh city halfway around the world and, and there's a mcdonald's and you turn the corner and there's a starbucks it's kind of like you the further you go there you are you're still where you are but nonetheless we've got to take a quick break ed fascinating discussion yep. would you mind hanging with us through a break Yep. Very segment. <laughs> <good. laughs> Folks, we'll be right back with more. Ed Lehman from Beijing, China, talking to him this morning about lots of interesting stuff. Stick with us. We'll be right back with more Ed and more Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. Don't leave town.
0: Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, and more coming up next on Talk 94.5.
2: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, I've met with you many times with client conferences, and I I hear you talk about collaboration. I know you've been in this industry for more than 30 years. What is it that sets Pyle Financial Services apart, and how do you use collaboration when working with the clients you serve?
5: Well, it's really important that we get to know the other experts in our clients' lives, their tax advisor, their legal advisor, and that we give a platform of collaboration. It it makes it comfortable. Comfortable for the other experts, the other advisors and our clients' lives, so we bring forth a plan that is appropriate for them.
2: Folks, that's great financial advice from Scott Pyle and Pyle Financial Services. If you'd like to consult with a team of experts who can help you reach your financial goals, reach them online at PileFinancialServices.com or reach them anytime at 843- 945-4480 Pyle Financial Services Aligning Wealth with Purpose
4: Securities and Advisory Services offered through Prospera Financial Services. Member FINRA
0: The Reese Boyd Radio Hour, two full hours on Talk 94.5.
2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 753 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us here on The Big Show, enjoying our time this morning with Ed Lehman. Ed is a lawyer in Beijing, China, joins us here this morning to share some insights from literally the other side of the globe. So, Ed, thanks again for joining us all the way from Beijing. One question I have, obviously, we're in a time, I'm sure you aware the president of the US Joe Biden said some things on his uh, 60 minutes interview on Sunday that set wheels turning globally speaking of the uh, situation with China and our policy toward Taiwan and what we would do in in the in various uh, hypothetical events which always been my understanding that we didn't speak to hypothetical questions on this very sensitive subject but nonetheless uh, it's become a routine here in the states that Biden says something the White House walks it back. Uh, Biden has another interview with the press, says something. The White House spends some time, uh, you know, undoing it, walking it back. But what is your take on the status of American-Chinese, Sino-American relations? I feel like we're in this really difficult time where we're really dependent on China, economically and otherwise, uh, manufacturing other capability. This is a whole show we could do just about this one question. But yet, we got a very tenuous situation diplomatically and in terms of, uh, you know, state to state relations. As an American living in China and having been there since the Reagan administration, what's what's your, you know, thumbnail take on it?
4: Yeah, I mean, it is absolutely frightening what's going on. I mean, the uh, the, the disconnect between President Biden, what he said, and what, what's been practiced, which is really strategic ambiguity between, uh, it's a longstanding U.S. policy regarding its commitments to the democratic island, you know, which is which is Taiwan. And so, um, you know, what he said, and then who walked that back? I mean, isn't doesn't the president make uh, make these kinds of decisions? I mean, yeah, uh, that would be traditionally the the, the correct answer. That's the so theory. As, as an American living here, is it's it's frightening. It's absolutely frightening because, uh, you know, th- this is. Um, you know, the, the Chinese have taken this extremely seriously, and uh, and it it is not um, something that, that bodes well with it. it. It's interesting, because this whole thing is turned around in such a short period of time. It used to be, and I would tell people, and i go back and forth between the United States, and if someone would get in, you know, they'd say, hey, what do you do? And I'd say, I'm a lawyer. Then they're usually turned off. But then I'd say, well, I'm a lawyer in China. And then their ears would sort of, perk up and they'd be at all chatty. Um, but now it, and that was the, in the old days. And now since, uh, you know, since things have gotten a bit rough here between the United States and China, um, you know, and China has kind of been vilified. Um, and, uh, it, it's, it's been a very difficult relationship. And I mean, Mr. Trump, the one thing about him was he really understood and had real big instincts on how to, uh, you know, selected ambassador, he had had a a fellow who was the governor of Iowa five times, a good friend of Xi Jinping, a personal friend of Xi Jinping that dated back into the, you know, 20, 30 years. Um, And so he understood that it was kind of a relationshipial thing. Uh, And now, you know, I'm not even sure that there's a policy that is clear and concrete. And we we have a new ambassador, of course, and, and, uh, He's more of a you know bureaucrat more than anything else and and i think mr biden is completely disconnected um so it's been extremely um you know uh, unpredictable this is the most unpredictable time i've ever had in china and i was here during 1989 during the tiananmen situation uh and during four years of martial law from the six from 89 to 93 so when the the military and the police were running the the country for those years. Um, It's because we have, like you said, Reese, we have so much interconnectivity between the United States and China. There's so much at stake. Uh, A lot of it has been, you know, and I look back on it now has been, you know, um, multinational corporations have sort of, you know, set up their supply chains like you were alluding to earlier in China and uh, and we're not and there's some sort of national security that should have been thought about with regards to that everyone yeah. sort of embraced and then didn't didn't get involved
2: Yeah, we're in a very difficult position because we are deeply interconnected, deeply intertwined yeah. and yet and you can't change those relationships overnight. I was once uh, speaking to a gentleman from Apple and he said, you know if we had to build the iPhone completely on US soil, it would take us ten years. To get that done now I don't know if that's true or not but it's uh, you know it's a it's a real it's a real struggle so and um, it's been a fascinating discussion i hope you will come back often join us again yeah. on saturday morning coffee what an interview thank you so much for listening and Big thank pleasure, you for greece. sharing your wisdom with us here on the show
4: all the best to you greece and and, and have a good day you guys do well and have a Thanks. great well.
2: evening ed come back anytime folks that's ed lehman calling in from beijing china fascinating comments here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. We'll be right back after the break with a second hour of more. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday Morning Coffee But for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis & Boyd to discuss how we can assist you. From business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be, give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis & Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis and Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand.
0: For your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd
2: Good morning everybody welcome back to Saturday morning coffee the Reese Boyd radio hour it is 809 on your Saturday morning had to roll a couple of extra commercials there bringing us back into the second hour of Saturday morning coffee welcome back what a fascinating interview with ed lehman yeah and that's why
1: i pushed those commercials yeah Yeah.
2: really interesting stuff enjoyed talking to ed there were quite a few more questions that i wanted to get to but it's a really fascinating situation glenn you know think back to the cold war Mm -hmm. what i remember the cold war i mean you didn't walk into your local store and see any goods from russian i mean first of all what, what did they call their car the the stasi i don't even remember the the, the Suk- sukhoi i don't even remember what they called it. but who would have wanted really much that was manufactured in russia that's right. a whole nother discussion it's
1: like, it's like all, all of them are like yugos yeah yugos yeah. and
2: uh and see we, we weren't really we did not really trade significantly with the the soviet union in terms of consumer goods they didn't manufacture any of our stuff and so we were you know independent of them in that sense. Now we have a situation where we've got a, and, and usually interesting, you know, the economic ties, it seems to me, looking back over history, seem to foster political relationships. You know, if you, if you have a trading partner, typically that tends to be a, a mutually beneficial thing that over time will foster positive diplomatic relations. But now we've got a situation with China where the re- relationships are not straightforward, getting more challenging. And I really wanted to get in with Ed to talk about, you know, going back to Nixon in the 70s and and the sort of the ups and downs, you know, over the years and kind of where we are historically in in comparison to where we've been, you know, today versus it's clearly not great today. And one question I wanted to ask uh, Ed, if, for instance, uh, Trump was reelected. Would that, you know, how would that impact things if another Republican is elected? How would that impact the relationship? But we've got a very dicey situation. We've got somebody who is geopolitically clearly not our friend, mm-hmm. right? They are challenging us at every turn. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, I, I noticed just this week, within the last 24, 48 hours, that Fox News on its uh, webcast platform has uh, produced a special about Chinese influence in Brazil. Yeah. So their influence in South America, most of us don't even realize, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a, a clear derogation of the Monroe Doctrine. We're letting a, a foreign power from another hemisphere exert significant economic control mm-hmm. in the Southern Americas. So, you know, these are, fa- th- these are not easy questions. And not to belabor the point... But we can't just break ties with China overnight because we are so interconnected economically. And, and, you know, not only are Chinese goods in the store, but you go to Walmart and 90 percent of what you're going to find is made in China, Glenn.
1: And that's a <laughs> this is not yeah. this is a complex. This is uh, I hate our, y- our trade with China has been much more than with Russia in all the years. Of course, uh, Russian vodka no big deal but the grain um that comes out of russia and um yeah. ukraine and um, so
2: you know i don't know how that sorts itself out if i can use this term it's a chinese finger puzzle of uh diplomatic
1: ah uh, chinese handcuffs remember the finger cuffs yeah the finger fingers that's fingers what yeah, yeah the chinese
2: finger cuffs yeah. did i say finger puzzle yeah, yeah. The, the, the the remember you'd Stick your. No, yeah.
1: I worked at a magic shop. We we sold those. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. very good. James from Myrtle Beach chiming in. He said uh, the U.S. has never gone to war with a nation that has McDonald's. So <laughs> that's a good point, James. Yeah. Good point, yeah. Don B. Don Magadon checking in this morning. Robert checking in. The Virginia gentleman checking in. By the way, we interrupt uh, this programming for a very special announcement. Glenn, yesterday, Don Bound. Met and shook hands with Trump forty five, your president, my president. I wonder so, if they
1: exchanged emails. So text we messages. need to interrupt
2: the program to yeah. let the world know. Don's texted us twice to make sure we know. So let's make sure everybody knows that at the Wilmington-Trump rally, Don was obviously there, had the opportunity to meet and shake hands with Donald Trump. So way to go, Don. So if you shake Pass hands off. with
1: Don today, you could be shaking hands with some DNA from Donald Trump because I my text back to him was, eventually you're going to have to wash your hands.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, if you're around Don and his hands are stinking, <laughs> yeah. that's why. He's he replied, pro- never. He's probably not going to wash his hands yeah. ever again. So, All right. uh, Folks, uh, I wanted. to talk a little bit about the interview with Ed but now we're joined by a very another very special guest here waiting patiently on the lines uh, we've got Dave Wilson with Palmetto family council going to bring us up to speed on some current events happening in the capital city of South Carolina Columbia in the general uh, Assembly in particular with regard to some legislative maneuvering we'll call it to fix the issue with the fetal Heartbeat bill that was passed last year, then sus- then enjoined by a federal court, then reactivated, then enjoined again. So it's been a bit of a uh, a roller coaster ride with the fetal heartbeat bill here in South Carolina. So we're joined uh, here on the show by Dave Wilson. Dave is the executive uh, or the president, excuse me, of Palmetto Family Council, great organization in Columbia, friend of the show, and all often uh, times guest. Dave, welcome to the show. Hopefully, you can shed a little light on this. Uh, complex issue for us
3: the complex issue guys is just as about as complex as it is trying to figure out how the u.s china relations are going Man, i'm telling you sometimes you get here in Colombia, and and our heartbeat law was passed uh in february of last year yeah at the beginning of the legislative session uh the the senate did their version and, of and, the and let, and let, let me let me let, let's
2: briefly set the table dave so and there yeah. were a lot of people Palmetto Family Council, a lot of conservative organizations that had literally worked more than a decade uh, to get that oh, bill yes. in place. Decades. I mean, it, this... had
3: been, it had been. If you go back and you take a look at pro-life legislation that has has taken place since Roe v. Wade went into effect. Roe v. Wade went into effect in the seventies in nineteen seventy four. South Carolina went in and basically took the, the rules of Roe v. Wade and put them into law in South Carolina. And, yep. and over the years, over the last almost three decades now, South Carolinians have worked tirelessly to begin to chip away at and, and, and really define a very narrow way for people to, to have abortion in South Carolina. Uh, and this legislative session has been one that has been a, a monumental jump in that because they took the heartbeat law. And they basically said, if you have, if you can detect a heartbeat, which is between six and eight weeks of gestation, then you have the it's the responsibility of the state of South Carolina to protect that life. And the the beauty of that is, is we begin to then recognize the value of the life that's there. Yeah. The the there were exceptions for rape, for incest, for for life of the mother, but when the Dobbs case came down in June of this year, it overturned Roe v. Wade. And you've seen a lot of states that already had trigger laws in place that says, okay, if if that's the case, then we're going to then turn around and and end abortion in our state. We didn't necessarily have a trigger law in place that did so. And so our legislature has been coming – has been back in Columbia talking about this issue. At the same time, Reese, the – Planned Parenthood and the Greenville Women's Center, which are the abortion providers in South Carolina, sued in state court because they had had an injunction in federal court because of Roe. They sued in state court, and so now that's going through the process, and our state Supreme Court surprisingly put a temporary hold on that heartbeat law being enforced, and so they're – We're looking right now at at what they actually said in their court order and trying to determine, do we need to make changes in our law now Mm -hmm. as we are beginning to work through a new abortion law in South Carolina?
2: And as I understood understood the Supreme Court's preliminary injunction opinion, after Roe v. Wade in the early 70s, the Supreme Court basically laid it out in such a fashion that uh, state general assemblies, state legislatures— had to enact certain parameters consistent with that language. We've often said Roe was legislating from the bench. They literally told state legislators, you will enact the following provisions. And that was done. And that the Supreme Court of South Carolina, then after the heartbeat bill, was, uh, there was the state court action that you referred to. They indicated that the heartbeat bill was inconsistent with some of those 1974 provisions in the South Carolina code that were implemented as a result of Roe v. Wade and were apparently were never removed from the code. So right, they're still
3: there. And, and and it's it gets really convoluted. We have been on the phone working with with various groups, various lawyers um, who have been part of the case that's going on. Um, not not asking for them to tell us what their plans are, but to to better understand. And there are, you know, if you've ever looked through the the law books, and you do this plenty of times, you start looking through there, and you begin to recognize, wait a minute, this line contradicts with this line. Oh, yeah. Because over time, you hodgepodge hodgepodge laws together, and and so there's conflicting pieces of law that are there. And the Supreme Court has said, you know, as we look at this, there seems to be an ambiguity that's here. And so we're going to have to take a look at that. The other one is this, reason. this is where the real argument comes into play for South Carolina's heartbeat ball. You know, there's the, the discussion on Roe v. Wade was the made-up right of privacy. And, and they said, you know, they, they invented a right of privacy because it's not in the United States Constitution. Well, it is in the South Carolina Constitution. Yes. In the South Carolina Constitution prior to Roe v. Wade – because of your ability to have a right of privacy from things like wiretapping and things along those lines. So Planned Parenthood has said, well, wait a minute. There's a right of privacy in the in the state constitution, and you're violating that right of privacy. Well, the right of privacy that was put into our constitution in our state was put in prior to abortion and the uh, the abortion ruling by the Supreme Court in Roe v. Wade. So the question becomes one of, is our state Supreme Court going to view that historical order? Are they going to turn around and say, hey, wait a minute, that right of privacy that exists here is going to also allow us to continue to have abortions in South Carolina? And that's a real big question. Real big question.
2: Yeah. Uh, Dave, there are a few more questions I've got to ask. Love to chat with you further. Can you stick with us through a commercial break? Absolutely. Folks, we're talking to Dave Wilson. Dave is the president of the Palmetto Family Council in Columbia. We're talking about recent developments on the legal front and in the legislature following the uh, Supreme Court of the United States decision in the uh, Dobbs-Mississippi case. Uh, Folks, we'll be right back with more of this fascinating discussion. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. We've all searched for the
0: Saturday Morning Coffee. Call the show at 843 The Reese Boyd Radio Hour returns after these on Talk 94.5.
2: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're talking today with Greg Sisson of the Greg Sisson Real Estate Team. Greg, there's a question that's on a lot of people's minds these days, and that is the question of a bubble or a crash. Is there a real estate bubble, and are you concerned about a possible crash in the market future? Boy, Reese, great question, and you know, obviously we don't have a crystal ball, but people are thinking about the crash because they remember 08-09. There's two big differences in 2022. Number one, people have a lot of equity in their homes across this country with the appreciation we've seen. Number two, all those bad loans, anybody that didn't have a job or income got a loan in 2005 six, seven. those loans have not existed for 10-12
5: years, so I think the answer is no, but call me to talk about your situation.
2: Reach Greg and the Greg Sisson team, EXP Realty, at 843-251-2693, or reach them online at gregsisson.com It's Greg Sisson and the Greg Sisson team. Your choice for real estate experts here along the Grand Strand.
0: Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. Two full hours on Talk 94.5.
5: Darling, I have come to tell you Though it almost breaks my heart But before the morning, darling We'll be many miles apart Love, this morning...
2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Don't this road look rough and rocky? Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. But we have hope. Always hope, folks. Hope in something bigger, something better, something eternal. 825 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us here on Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Talking to Dave Wilson with the Palmetto Family Council this morning. Dave, thanks to you for sticking with us. Um, Absolutely. Wanted to cover one, I mean, a lot of moving parts in that challenge, that state challenge to right. the, the the Supreme Court of the U.S., thankfully, in a great blessing, a, a legal miracle, I would say, finally recognized that abortion is not a topic addressed in the Constitution, that it should be rightly left to the states. And so the downside to that, if there is a downside, and I don't think there is, but we have to go through these steps. We have to sort this issue out at the state level. So, as you said, we've got these uh, legislative hangover hangovers from the 70s—the Roe v. Wade uh, enacting enabling legislation that was passed. And you know, I would think it's probably just a housekeeping blunder. I mean, I've worked at the state house. I know the way legislative council operates and sometimes doesn't catch everything. And as you said, you read through the code and. There's a lot of stuff in there, and you think, oh, my gosh, when has anybody read this thing from cover to cover? And the short answer is no, they haven't. Um, but then you've got the state constitutional issue of privacy. The state constitution, as you noted, does mention a right of privacy. So we've got that issue. So we've got to sort these issues out. The governor, there was, of course, a special session called to deal with the issue of the Dobbs case. And I don't even know if we can unpack all the things happening, but kind of, do you see this going in any any particular direction? Can you briefly kind of tie that up?
3: So there's two sides of this, and there's two two very distinctive sides. The House Bill, basically, House Bill 5399, and you can go and take a look at it at ststatehouse.gov. If you look at it, the House Bill basically ended all abortion, clearly defined reasons for medical exceptions for women. So it, it defined women's health issues, and they did include uh, an exception for rape and incest up to 12 weeks. That got over to the Senate, and the Senate, as you know, is the deliberative body. They've been a little bit faster this this session than they have in previous ones, but they hit a roadblock, and they have now hit a standstill. And while there are a majority of people in the body of the 46 members who have voted for a, a piece of modified legislation, they don't have what the votes that they need for what's called cloture, which is the ending of debate. And you're going to have to have 26 members um, who are there and present and voting to turn around and end the debate. Otherwise, it could be filibustered. And unless somebody's willing to sit there all night long and let somebody stand at the well of this, and, and debate this issue, um, it, it's going to have to be some level of a compromise. And the Senate has said, listen, We've dealt with this issue. We're kind of done. I, I think you're going to see the Senate come back now, because the House most likely, when they come back in on Tuesday of this week, they are most likely not going to concur with changes that were made by the Senate that really kind of weakened the the pro-life stance mm-hmm. on the bill itself. Yeah. And so I think that's really where we're going to come down. And I, it's my hope, Reese, and, and we talked about this offline, off the air, it's my hope that they will realize that there is language in the law that is ambiguous. They will fix it and define back to the state Supreme Court, this was our intent in the way that we passed these laws. Therefore, please do not use this as an excuse to legislate from the bench and turn around and say there is a, a legality of abortion beyond the scope that we've been defining in South Carolina.
2: Yeah, I would hope that. Dave, and pray at the very least that every legislator who cares about this issue, which I hope is a significant majority of the General Assembly at this point, would at least be willing to step up to the plate and do a bill that cleans up the code and gets rid of any of the Roe v. Wade enabling provisions that the state Supreme Court said created ambiguity with the heartbeat bill. So we could at least avoid them tripping up the heartbeat bill on, on clearly what I don't think. Some people say that was intentional and it may have been the, you know, who knows it could have been a, just an oversight could have been intentional, but I hope they will at least clean up that issue. Um, And we can only pray and and hope that that's the case. One thing um, I wanted to also mention to you, you know, it seems Dave that at this, at this juncture, in this cycle, the only thing that the Democrats really have to run on is, is buying votes, student loan forgiveness, passing out money, printing money and passing it out. And they're, right. they're, they're running on the abortion issue and it's creating some of the craziest, you know, we're hearing some of the craziest rhetoric from the people, frankly, who have been encouraging us for the last several years to simply follow the science. Got a clip I want you to listen to. Glenn, can you uh, spool up, what is it, clip uh, 68? This is why
1: there is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. It is a manufactured sound designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from her. That's
2: crazy. Yeah, that's uh, Stacey Abrams. Of course, I'm sure you've heard it. Clip went viral, and she said that there is no such thing as a heartbeat at six at six weeks. How how do you think we respond to that? I mean, obviously, it's clearly delusional. But what what are your thoughts on that?
3: Well, I we actually played this on the Palmetto Family Matters podcast, grief, and went through an entire five minute discussion on this, which we don't have time for on your air today. I would encourage folks if you if you can listen to the Palmetto Family Matters podcast because we actually talk about this. And that clip right there, I just it, it infuriates me as a dad who yeah. has been there for ultrasounds. Yeah. You have to understand the same ultrasound technology that we use for our radar. When we're watching when the storms are coming in are the same technologies that we use for the the same basic technology that's used for doing an ultrasound on a woman. And what you're seeing there is the representation of the electrical charges that come from a beating heart that's beating at anywhere from 120 to 180 beats a minute. To stay at something manufactured so that a man can turn around and control a woman's body is absolutely ridiculous. Yep. Yeah, that is lying right there. But also, guys, you also have to keep in mind she's also a, she also goes under another pseudonym for her romance novels that she writes. And if you read some of the titles for her romance novels, it is a clear depiction of her political failure, uh, because things like the words deception and everything else clearly define her as a writer and as a politician.
2: Yeah, it's really unbelievable some of the things that are being said. And these people who tell us that to follow the science, don't be stupid. Global warming is real. Climate change is real. It's an existential threat. And the science proves it are the same people who will tell you with a straight face, Dave, that there's no such thing as a heartbeat in in an unborn child at six weeks, which is categorically it's deceptive. It's clearly a it lie. She's smarter than that. She really doesn't believe that. So let's just say it is what it is. It's a lie, but it's categorically insane.
3: You know. Well, the part that really concerns me, Reese, is this, is that she says that. And if you watch the video clip, the people who are sitting up there on the stage with her all start nodding their head like, a, yes. like a, a bunch of robotrons here because you're sitting here going, oh, yeah, well, Stacey Abrams has said that now, so... That must be the case, and they start proliferating that lie. I mean, imagine you're watching the weather or weather forecast, and it's, it's hurricane season right now. Imagine looking at the weather forecast, and somebody says, well, there's a hurricane coming off the coast. And you look at the radar, and you're going, well, I, I don't see anything, so there must not be anything there. Are you going to be preparing? Yeah. No. And, and, and she's proliferating the same exact kind of lie and it, saying something like that.
2: It is, Dave. I hate to put it in stark terms, but it is. it's stark. It is the cult of death. And what we are seeing is people who literally, I, I don't even know how to describe it, except to say that death it is the culture of death and and they well, they, they want to protect and enshrine and celebrate that. And it is a it is a diametrically opposed, view of the world i don't know
3: the billboards i don't know if the billboards have popped up on the grand strand yet yeah but gavin gavin Newsom, governor of california is using his 2022 gubernatorial bank the money that he has raised to start buying billboards in seven key republican states that basically say if you want to have an abortion you can't get one here in south carolina but come to california in California is—they're
1: literally spending yep. their money to get people to come to California for abortion. Yeah. It's a state of death. You know the uh, unbelievable. The, the um, yep. ultrasound was invented back in 1956, and it's funny that we're just now hearing about it being—it was made up, fake. Really. Yeah. clearly
2: constructed. Yeah to allow men to control yeah. women's bodies. I wish we, uh, I actually wish we had a, a woman here in the studio to help us uh, defeat this narrative. But nonetheless, uh, Dave, when will the legislature be back in session to further consider these questions that we we're discussing?
3: The House will be coming back in to decide whether they are going to concur or not concur with the Senate changes to the bill on Tuesday. Okay. They are expected to come in, take a quick vote, that they are most likely not going to concur. They're going to insist on their version of it or a version of it. And they're going to probably go ahead and see the conference committee. And so that's really going to force the hand of the Senate who has said, we are done on this issue. And most likely expect the Senate to come back sometime in October uh, to be able to then, will they then turn around and see the conference committee and bring us. Here's the thing about it. The clock is ticking because November 13th is the, clearly defined end of the legislative session in South Carolina. The signing die resolution comes to a close on November 13th. And so as we get closer and closer and closer to that date, recognize that if this legislation doesn't get passed by that date, it dies.
2: Is the governor weighing in on this? Is he using the, uh, is it, uh, is it uh, the bully pulpit, a tool here that is there anything he can do to help bring these people
4: parties together to get something
3: done? I I can't speak for the governor specifically, but I do know that he has been working behind the scenes. He and his team have been working behind the scenes with leadership, both the House and the Senate. I think Henry McMaster has made it abundantly clear that his stance on abortion is, we don't need to be having abortion in South Carolina. I think it is very clear that Joe Cunningham, we call him the vice governor wannabe because he's the governor of every vice you want to have. He has made it clear that this is where he is going to run. He is running yeah. on abortion being legal in South Carolina, just like California, because Joe Cunningham wants to turn South Carolina into california light. So please, yeah. Joe, don't don't bring your California to my Carolina.
2: Dave, thanks for all the work you guys are doing at Palmetto Family. How can folks get in touch with you or follow Palmetto Family for more information? You can Go to
3: palmettofamily.org or download our app, the Palmetto Family app on your app store and please take a listen to the Palmetto Family Matters podcast it's the fastest growing conservative podcast in the state of South Carolina
2: excellent work sir keep it up and come back on the show anytime always glad to have you
3: thanks guys appreciate it have a great weekend
2: thanks you too Dave Wilson Palmetto Family Council folks it's uh wow lots lots to unpack there 838 on your Saturday morning thanks for sticking with us we'll be right back after these words from our sponsors I'm Reese Boyd that's Glenn Dye don't leave town
0: local news, and more. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour is now two full hours. More Reese means more coffee. Coming up next on Talk 94.5.
2: Hi, everybody. It's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee. And we're here today talking with Scott Pyle of Pyle Financial Services. Scott, we've seen a lot of volatility in the market over the last few months. A lot of shareholder value seems to have evaporated. How are you counseling your clients to deal with tough times in a very volatile market?
5: As long as we continue to keep our process and our planning in place, that we know where we're going and we have shifted to a get paid while you wait scenario. We've increased the dividends and the interest to get paid while you wait. But be careful of order takers and advisors or so-called salesmen with licenses out there. Have a true advisor
2: folks, that's great financial advice from Scott Pyle and Pyle Financial Services. To get real advice from a real advisor, contact them online at PyleFinancialServices.com or reach them anytime at 843-945-4480. Pyle Financial Services, aligning wealth with purpose.
4: Securities and advisory services offered through Prospera Financial Services.
5: Member FINRA-CIFIC.
2: The Charlie Kirk Show. Buckle up, everybody. Instant reaction. Here
0: we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here.
5: Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I
0: want you to know we
4: are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. (laughs) I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job.
0: Hey Myrtle Beach, this is Charlie Kirk. Join the movement, to take America back, and keep America great. Weeknights at six, right here on Talk 94.5. The Charlie Kirk Show. Now found on Talk 94.5. Saturday morning coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. On Talk 94.5 <laughs>
5: Every time I try to make it on my own Every time I try to stand start to fall And all those lonely roads that I've traveled
2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour 842 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for sticking with us here on The Big Show. I want to thank Dave Wilson with Palmetto Family Council for joining us here on the show. I want to encourage you guys to follow Palmetto Family. It is a very active situation in the General Assembly, and folks need to be informed and engaged and let, contact your representatives. Uh, let them know you're following, you're watching, you know what they're doing or not doing. And it's just uh, really interesting to see how all this will play out over the next uh, few weeks. But as Dave noted, the shot clock is
1: ticking. And thanks also. Don't forget to thank our China, Beijing China caller this morning. Oh, yeah. Well, Edward we thanked it. We thanked it. Now, well, let's we... thank him again. That's, That's, that that was... is your furthest listener from where we are in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> That's... He called it at 12 hours time difference i don't it,
2: think you can get further away from china, south carolina than, than beijing china literally yeah. literally is 12 hours and the reception
1: away. was fantastic yeah he it sounded like he was right around the corner
2: so glenn earlier in the, so yes thank you ed i'm sure he's listening we really enjoyed the interview and i want to get him back on because there yeah. is a literally a lot more questions i mean it's a very interesting time a lot more we could talk about
1: you Folks, and I had a couple of questions that yeah. we talked about during the break afterward that we would like to ask asked him.
2: Also, I see time is fleeting. Folks, we've been giving away One Nation Coffee, onenationcoffee.com, kind enough to provide the coffee that fuels Saturday morning coffee every Saturday morning, giving away your choice of their mini blends all Roasted right here in South Carolina and proceeds, as we've said, benefit the One Nation Foundation, which benefits uh, uh, retired military, active military, retired first responders. Great work that they're doing over at One Nation Coffee. So here's the trivia question uh, going to our standard issue standby presidential trivia, folks. A timely question. In the compromise of 1877, Republicans agreed to withdraw the Reconstruction regime, that governed the South in order to settle a dispute over the election of this president. This is the Compromise of 1877. A dispute was settled, related to that election, uh, of the election of this individual as president. Choices are James Garfield, William McKinley, Samuel Tilden, or Rutherford B. Hayes. So you guys uh, check that on the PCRXMobileOutfitters.com, first correct answer, uh, gets their choice of One Nation coffee and a Saturday morning coffee, coffee mug. In the Compromise of 1877, Republicans agreed to withdraw the Reconstruction regime that governed the South in order to settle a dispute over the election of this president. Was it Jim James Garfield, William McKinley, Samuel Tilden, or Rutherford B. Hayes? Uh, first correct answer to come in on the PCRX Mobile Outfitters.com gets their choice of One Nation coffee and a Saturday morning coffee coffee mug. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Die. Don't leave town. Seven minutes, seven minutes. Saturday morning
0: coffee, the Reese Boyd radio hour, is now two full hours. More Reese coming up next on Talk 94.5.
2: Hi everybody, it's Reese Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee, and we're here today talking with Brian Sweeney of the Lake Agency SC, insurance experts here along the Grand Strand. Brian, there are a lot of folks in town who sell insurance. What separates the Lake Agency from everybody else?
5: Well,
4: I have over 40 years of experience in the insurance business and have associates in the New York office, and with these two offices, we cover most of the states on the East Coast. We offer auto, home, life, health, umbrella, wind and hail, personal articles, all kinds of insurance to meet all kinds of insurance needs. We would love to have the opportunity to take a look at your insurance programs to see if we can help you save money.
2: Thank you, Brian. Folks, it's Brian Sweeney, the Lake Agency of South Carolina. For expert assistance with your insurance needs, contact them anytime. Reach them online at the Lake Agency, or reach them at 855-525-3467. The Lake Agency, your choice for insurance experts here along the Grand Strand.
0: Your we're listening to the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, Saturday morning coffee on Talk 94.5. little
1: restless
2: Brother, let me be your shelter. Never leave you all alone. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, folks. I want to thank you all for sticking with us. We got a winner, by the way. Dennis uh, got uh, Rutherford B. Hayes the correct answer in the compromise of 1877. So, Dennis, make sure you get your uh, contact information to us. If you could swing by the offices of Davis and Boyd to pick up your winnings. I'll be uh, glad to chat with you when you drop by. got your coffee and a Saturday morning coffee, coffee mug. If you can't do that, depending on where you are, let us know. We'll get it to you somehow. So thanks for playing and listening to Saturday morning coffee. Also, uh, folks, it is the parting wisdom segment of Saturday morning. How are we doing on time, Glenn? I think I'm going to have to, oh, yeah, I'm going to have to ditch (laughs) the planned parting wisdom segment. I uh, I just will have to uh, assume that y'all already imbibed sufficient quantities of wisdom From what we have already discussed here on Saturday morning coffee. Let me leave you with this bit of wisdom from the Proverbs, folks. As always, Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. We'll see you next week for more Saturday morning coffee. Boyd, your host for Saturday Morning Coffee here on Talk 94.5. I'm also a practicing attorney with the firm of Davis and Boyd Attorneys at Law. You can tune in to Talk 94.5 every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 for all the great conservative talk and content that you've come to expect on Saturday Morning Coffee. But for all of your personal and business legal needs, I hope that you will give us a call at Davis and Boyd to discuss how we can assist you from business litigation, business consulting, estate planning, personal injury, including motor vehicle collisions, probate litigation, trust disputes, whatever your litigation or other legal needs may be, give us a call to see if our legal team of professionals at Davis & Boyd can assist you with those needs. Call me, Reese Boyd, at 843-839-9800 or reach us online at davisboydlaw.com. It's Davis & Boyd, attorneys at law, ready to be your choice for lawyers here on the Grand Strand.
0: This is WTKN, Merle's Inlet, Myrtle Beach. All the Clemson Tigers action. Talk 94.5. Thanks for waking up with Saturday morning coffee. The Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk
3: 94.5.